everyone. Thanks for thanks for having me here to present on what Fleet Service is up to. Um, a few of you might have seen a version of this last time. Uh, There's a little confusion. We're doing it again. Um, some of you might not have seen it, so I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about um, Fleet Service and <laughs> well, no problem. Take your time. Um, just introducing myself, I'm Mahanth, uh, Fleet Service Superintendent, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what we're doing with the fleet to, to make it greener, more environmentally friendly. Uh, I've been giving this presentation at different forums. Uh, I did a public um, talk on this at MMB recently, so I enjoy doing this. <clears throat> a little bit about the, the new team we've built here at uh, Fleet. We're a department of about 40 people, fairly small, uh, relatively. And uh, we've had a lot of changes. Over 200 years of service recently left uh, the fleet department since I got here. So we've um, hired six new people, um, and we've promoted five people uh, since I arrived last year. So a lot of turnover, a lot of change, a lot of good stuff. We have uh, new capabilities we didn't have before with the new team. Uh, we've also hired some high school kids who are working with us in the garages, uh, hands-on apprenticeships, where they're actually helping work on things like police cars, and fire trucks and ambulances. And this is experience these high school students can't get anywhere else. Uh, we recently also hired our first female fleet technician. Uh, our department's never had one. So uh, we're trying to make uh, the department look more like the city. Um, and uh, the high school kids are helping us do that. And some of these kids will hopefully be working with us full time in the future because that program's going really well. Just started in January. Uh, and speaking of the high school kids, we're doing a lot with them. We're touring the local high schools that have automotive programs with equipment like uh, police cars to show them what's under the hood uh, and to show these automotive classes. Um, a little bit about what fleet service does and what careers with city government are like, what careers in the automotive field are like. And uh, we're also having kids come to our facility. Uh, and a lot of the sustainability initiatives I'll be showing you, we're hoping to bring in the high school kids and uh, MATC students into it as well. Okay, so why green the fleet? Uh, this is the part I enjoy doing. Uh, the news is really bad. We need to be on war footing, all of us, uh, at every level. That's city level, state level, county level, federal level. Uh, things are going really badly. If you look at uh, the natural disasters, they're occurring more often uh, due to the weather, weather patterns. And uh, I went through Hurricane Sandy myself when I was in New York City government, and that was uh, a horrendous event. And a lot of us who worked in city operations, that was our job for months or even years. Uh, a lot of us spent a lot of time on that, and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of cost involved. A uh, number of people passed away as well. Katie, good to see you. Thanks for coming. Okay, uh, so you probably recognize this. This is a recent photo. This is uh, less than a month old, probably. I was looking for photos of the campfires in California. Uh, as you all probably know, the worst Fires, forest fires in California history just happened this year. And it's not a coincidence that we're seeing this along with record high temperatures, uh, record uh, dry weather that causes these uh, fires to get much worse. Uh, and it's not just the United States. It's happening all over the world. When you look at typhoons in Asia, looking at flooding throughout Europe, uh, you're having um, places like India, 46 degrees Celsius. That's, like a hot, that's hotter than a hot tub. Uh, that's just a normal day in uh, New Delhi. That's the nation's capital there. And uh, we're seeing this everywhere, the Arctic as well. And we got a piece of it here, unfortunately, right here in Madison, Wisconsin. We had a very bad event this year in 2018. 
Uh, it was a citywide emergency. There was flooding in different parts of uh, the city, and a lot of research has been done by University of Wisconsin and other groups that show that this is tied to climate change and record high uh, temperatures. Uh, and the list goes on. There's been so many hurricanes, uh, I, I can't even list them all here. Uh, a lot of people pass away in these events. A lot of money is spent. Hurricane Sandy was about $70 billion. Uh, just here in Wisconsin, there's an estimate of about $300 million in damage just for Dane County. Uh, and that's only a small part of the overall flooding that Wisconsin saw around this time. Um, and also uh, people passed away here, unfortunately. So that was the bad news. Uh, here's what we can do about it. We can attack this problem from different areas. Uh, the, the area we'll talk about today is transportation. Uh, transportation is estimated to be about 28% of the greenhouse gas emissions that, um, that cause the greenhouse effect, which is resulting in all of uh, the climate change that we're seeing. And there's a lot we can do. Uh, another thing uh, not enough people talk about, I believe, is uh, the upstream effects of fossil fuels. Does anyone recognize this map? You know where it is? This is the Middle East. Uh, these dots, does anyone know what these dots represent? These dots represent U.S. military bases in the Middle East, and it's not even all of them. Um, when I was a kid, I lived in a uh, U.S. I, I lived near a U.S. military base where I went to school, in elementary school, and it's not even on this map. It was a secret one. Uh, but it was uh, a key base, air base, during the uh, first Gulf War, also known as Desert Storm. I was there uh, as a 12-year-old back then. So these upstream costs, the reason I bring it up is because to get this fuel here, to get natural gas and oil products here to the United States from the Middle East, they have to go through the Strait of Hormuz there, which is, uh, which is a very dangerous area, a lot of terrorism, a lot of uh, uh, military activity around protecting our oil interests and bringing them here across the Atlantic. So uh, the danger begins even before we start burning the fossil fuels here in our, in our vehicles. Okay, so to the good news, there's a lot we can do. Uh, in 2018, we started uh, piloting biodiesel, uh, which is a uh, natural product. Uh, it reduces emissions heavily, um, including carbon dioxide. We're estimating in 2018, we reduced carbon dioxide emissions for our own city fleet by over a million pounds. And uh, another piece of good news on that is biodiesel can actually save the city money uh, because it's... Uh, it's a market just like fossil fuels that fluctuates. One of the downsides of a fluctuating market like fossil fuels is uh, the prices go up and down. We don't have a lot of control over that. In the city ourselves, uh, we have to uh, budget extra money in case the prices go up. So what is biodiesel? If you're not familiar with it, it's actually a renewable energy source. And something I really like about it is it's sourced in the Midwest largely. Uh, it's grown, uh, soybean plants are grown throughout the Midwest, including here in Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, Indiana, states like that. And so you're actually supporting the local economy by uh, buying these products. Um, biodiesel is made by processing byproducts of different agricultural waste uh, and waste oil. So if you have uh, oil from a restaurant or a bar where they're deep frying things, you can process that used oil that can't be used for cooking anymore into biodiesel. And some of our uh, some of our sourcing comes from that. And the best part is we're reducing uh, our carbon footprint. So I'm looking to double our biodiesel use in 2019, uh, and we already have a plan in place for that. All right. Um, another thing we're, we did, started doing in 2018 is we're buying electric cars. Does anyone recognize these cars in this picture? 
Yes, there's one in the garage. If anyone's been to the city county building garage, uh, you can see one of our electric cars. It's a Chevrolet Bolt. Uh, it's one of three owned by the city. Metro owns one. Water utility owns one. And uh, the city county building has one as a pool vehicle, which any city employees can reserve and use. Uh, and the main reason we wanted it to be here is so that a lot of people would be exposed to it. And what we're looking to do is expose other members of the public to these kinds of cars uh, because they're safe, they work really well. They're getting better every year. The, the range on this is 240 miles approximately on one charge, which means most city employees who need to get to inspections or meetings or to uh, site visits, et cetera, 240 miles is more than enough for most of what mo we need to do as city employees. Uh, so we're looking to heavily invest in electric. Hopefully in the next year or so, we're going to have 25 more of these of different types, uh, mostly Chevy Bolts. Uh, they've, they've been working well for us so far. And they don't consume any gas. There's zero emissions. We should be the largest electric fleet in Wisconsin this year. And uh, I actually encourage other fleets, um, something I'm doing is meeting with a lot of other fleet managers, to encourage them to also try to buy electric cars and compete with us. So I like saying that we'll be the largest in the state, but I'd be happy if uh, other cities, other uh, private fleets, public fleets compete with us to buy more electric. Uh, we're using charging. Uh, there's a charging station downstairs that was paid for by MG&E. MG&E has been a very good partner with us in this endeavor, and I want to definitely give them a shout-out. We'll be working with them on buying additional charging capacity at city locations. Okay, so we uh, also in 2018 applied for a grant through the Wisconsin State uh, Office of Inter Energy Innovation. Uh, this grant will help us offset the price of another 20 Chevrolet Bolts, and we're estimating uh, that's going to result in a lot of uh, savings on, on maintenance because you don't have as many things to maintain on an electric car as you do on a, uh, on a gas car. Uh, they don't have uh, the brake wear that you see on regular cars. You don't have to change any fluids because uh, there's no lubrication. You don't have to do oil changes, which is a big part of our maintenance program for any vehicles. Uh, so by avoiding doing that, we're saving labor time and also uh, parts that we need to buy for this equipment, and also we're saving money by doing that, while all, being, all while being environmentally friendly. Okay, uh, the next best thing after electric is hybrid cars. There's a lot more hybrid options out there. You, you see some of these on the street. Uh, by buying six hybrid Ford Fusions for the police department, we're replacing cars uh, you might have seen out there before for the detectives. These are Chevy Impalas. They were only getting 18 miles per gallon. And the Ford Fusion is just as good a car. Uh, hybrids have less maintenance uh, than the Chevy Impala would. Uh, the Ford Fusion is working pretty well for the detectives. Uh, we just bought another one for the health department, and I'm hoping to buy a lot more hybrids. So we went from about 18 miles per gallon to 43 miles per gallon, so that's more than double the fuel savings, uh, double the cost savings on gas, uh, and the police are still getting around to what, whatever it is they need to do. Um, another, uh, another development that's coming up this year is Ford is putting out um, the first squad cars that will be hybrid that they've ever made, and I'm hoping that all the squad cars that we buy this year will be hybrids as well, which should result in um, a large savings for gas and, f and money as well. Okay, there's some hybrid trucking options out there. This is a, a bucket truck. It's the kind of truck that the parks department uses or utility companies use, such as MG&E, or traffic engineering for the work their crews need to do. Uh, these trucks actually, um, when they idle at a site, it could be four, five, six hours they're at a site, it uh, emits 
uh, all kinds of things, carbon dioxide and other things. It's also loud if you've ever been near one. When they park somewhere to do, to do their work to go up in the bucket, it actually makes a lot of noise. So by going to an uh, anti-idle system or a hybrid system, we can park at the location, turn the engine off, and do all the work that we need to do at these locations without emitting uh, and idling. Okay, ambulances as well. We're buying anti-idling technology. We got the first two ambulances this year from the Demir's company. Uh, we're looking at about 40% fuel savings on these, uh, on these units. And moving forward, I'm hoping to only buy anti-idling ambulances for the fire department from now on. Uh, and these are similar to other kinds of work vehicles. They can park at a location, do the medical work that they need to do. Uh, it could be for a long time. I broke my arm last year, and I was picked up by a fire ambulance. They did a great job, but the vehicle had to idle there while they were helping me. Uh, a lot of these electrical systems in the back of the ambulance can still run on the electrical system with anti-idling technology. So this is great stuff. Uh, something else we want to dip into in 2019 is compressed natural gas. Currently, we're not running any CNG vehicles, but uh, right nearby, uh, Dane County has a, uh, a landfill where they're converting landfill methane into CNG that we can use for our vehicles as well. So that we're looking at specifying out some trucks this year. I'm hoping to buy a lot more CNG. A couple of challenges with CNG, uh, in case you're not familiar with it, it costs a lot more money to buy an equivalent truck on CNG. So up front, there's an investment involved. Uh, and the second thing is you need your garages to be specially outfitted to be able to fix CNG. And currently, we don't have that capacity in our garages that we run right now. So we would have to go to a vendor. But there's some good news on that front as well that I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, finally, propane is a part of the puzzle. Everything we're talking about isn't the kind of killer app or the answer to all our problems. But uh, working on a number of different areas, we can tackle the problem. Uh, propane is available for forklifts uh, and other kinds of off-road equipment, uh, pretty common. And uh, our, some of our garages and facilities have propane forklifts in them, which, which help uh, do inventory management and uh, move parts around, that kind of thing. So lower emissions from propane. It's also cheaper. Uh, it's less expensive than other kinds of fuel. Okay, so we're implementing a GPS program, a pretty large one, for 661 public works vehicles starting in 2019. Um, and this will give us a lot of information we didn't have before. So this will tell us every time a vehicle is idling and how long it's idling for so that we can coach our staff who might be idling longer than, than the recommended amount. Uh, idling has another effect, which is it damages engines when vehicles are idling for too long. So there's an extra cost there besides the emissions. Uh, by also cutting down on speeding, hard braking, hard acceleration, these are behaviors that lead to accidents uh, and other kinds of incidents on the road. So we're hoping to become safer uh, while also reducing emissions by going more slowly, you can reduce emissions as well. So there's a lot of different ways that we can reduce emissions. And also this will help our streets department, our parks department, and other departments participating by uh, better routing, better routing during snowstorms or emergencies or whatever, uh, whatever work our agencies are doing. Okay, thanks to City Council for approving this project. Uh, we're looking to break ground in 2019. This is the new fleet facility that will be going up on Nakusa Trail at the old Cub Foods lot. Uh, this building will actually be state-of-the-art uh, and has its own uh, sustainable features such as solar panels. There will be a solar heating wall, which will help heat the building. There's a lot of natural light, so we'll need less light than currently our facilities do. We will have CNG repair bays in this uh, facility as well. So coming back to how we can't fix CNG 
today, hopefully by next year, we'll be able to uh, fix CNG trucks and cars ourselves. Uh, we're also going to have electric vehicle chargers built in. So as our electric fle fleet expands, we can have vehicles that come into this facility or park there use those electric vehicle chargers. Um, and uh, that's a double win when you have solar power that's actually helping fuel the chargers. The cars are really um, as, about as environmentally friendly as you can get. And uh, the engineering department's doing a great job with this. There's a goal of LEED Silver certification on this building. Hopefully all of you will be able to see it soon. Okay, and then there's other little things. We brainstorm ideas at, uh, at our meetings. One of the things that has come up is we're using all kinds of fluids. We're using all kinds of paint in our body shop. We use something called diesel exhaust fluid on our diesel trucks, antifreeze, um, various kinds of lubricants. Some of these come from fossil fuels and derivatives of those, and there might be better versions that we can be buying. So we're doing a review of all of our fluids, and we go through you know millions of gallons of this stuff every year for our fleet. So we're looking at uh, moving into more sustainable fluids for our maintenance needs, uh, starting with this year. Okay, uh, and part of the puzzle is also uh, working with other fleets in the area. So we have a kind of working group we've developed uh, with other fleet managers in the area. Uh, we meet about bi-monthly and go over a lot of what we're talking about here on sustainability and safety, potentially cost savings because we have a lot of buying power as a group. Uh, so we're working closely with the state fleets, the county fleets. Uh, the University of Wisconsin has a large fleet. We're working with them. Water utility, metro. We're working closely with MG&E on multiple fronts. Um, Navigant Consulting has also helped us, and uh, we're working with the school district on a number of things. Okay, and here's something um, all of you can, can assist with, hopefully in this coming year, is uh, potentially codifying into local law some of what we're talking about here. So for most uses for light-duty vehicles, we can go either electric or hybrid pretty easily, especially now that uh, the police squad vehicles are coming, uh, are coming out as hybrids starting this year from uh, Ford. Um, once we have emergency services locked down and uh, most of our city operations that are uh, for in-city use, uh, we, can, we can go towards either electric or hybrid in most of them. So a lot of cities and states are going in this direction, and this is something we could do here that we could be a model for through legislation. Um, there's other things we can do, like right-sizing vehicles. What we're looking at here is uh, the car I drive in the foreground. It's a, it's a little Toyota Scion two-door. Uh, it's a tiny vehicle. It gets over 40 miles a gallon. Uh, it's replacing the SUV that I was driving before when I got here for the first nine, ten months or so. It's a Honda CRV. It's a nice car, but I don't need an SUV. Most uh, department heads don't need an SUV for what we do to get around. So I switched into this uh, new car, and we're saving some gas there for my own use. Uh, we're looking at other places we can do that. So a lot of cases, people drive around in a van where when they could just use an SUV. They can... Uh, drive around in a car when instead of an SUV. Uh, so there's different kinds of right-sizing we can do, and I would love to um, uh, legislate on that area as well. And then finally, we can mandate biodiesel and CNG. Um, I think um, in the next year or so would be a good time uh, for us to, to introduce legislation on this area. Okay, so uh, again, the problem involves all of us everywhere on the planet from, from different countries, different cities. Other places are doing great things. So New York City, where I came from, Close to 2,000 electric vehicles now, um, and they're pretty much leading uh, in the country, and uh, their, their operations haven't been, been impacted. New York City has a lot of important things they have to do. They haven't compromised that by going in this direction, uh, and that's a model. Uh, other countries like India and China are, are uh, 
planning to phase out gasoline and diesel completely by the year 2030, which should help manufacturers move in this direction, should help us as well. So um, there's a lot of other... Um, uh, a lot of other city governments we could be following on this, and we could be a model in this area ourselves. Uh, I'm very glad that Mayor Soglin has joined the Climate Mayors Action Group. Uh, there's over 400 mayors who have signed on uh, who are buying electric cars and doing other things for climate change. Uh, and finally, the future. It's actually an exciting time to be working on this area. There's a lot of new things coming. Uh, something I'd love to get is um, a solar-powered uh, electric uh, car charger. So this is something that would stand alone. It would be off the grid completely completely powered by the sun. Uh, and New York's operating over 50 of these. They're expensive, but I would love to get at least one as a, as a demonstration unit and put it in a prominent downtown location where everyone could see it, where uh, members of the public could see it, and hopefully encourage the solar market as well. Uh, so we, we're not at the point where we have electric trucks available, but that's coming. What we're looking at here is a Tesla electric truck. Uh, hopefully in the next you know, five to ten years, you'll, you're going to be seeing a lot of these and we're researching that and making sure that when they do come out that we can we can be a part of it. All right, that's pretty much it. I think I'm on time. Um, thanks again for, for having me. I know it's the second time I'm here, but hopefully some of you uh, learned something new today. And any questions? Yes? Um, I don't really have a question, but I just wanted to say again how much I appreciate your effort. And I agree that as individuals, as a city, county, state, country, and world, we just need to do a lot better um, in this area. So thank you for um, leading the way for our fleet. Thank you. I appreciate it. And um, hopefully we're just at, at, at the start right now. I think um, 2019, 2020, we're going to see a lot more, uh, you know, to use an analogy of a child, we're starting to kind of crawl now, and hopefully we'll start getting up and running, eventually flying, hopefully. That's the goal. And uh, with all of your support, of course, because I might need more money in 2020 than, <laughs> than we were budgeted for 2019. But um, I'm, I can assure you it's money well spent. All of the, all of the investments we're making here are, are definitely worth it and will save us money in the long run, too. Anything else? Yeah. And so uh, really looking forward to uh, making the city much more greener and uh, the fleet particularly. Uh, talking of 2,000 vehicles uh, for New York City, we shouldn't do much less than 500 or something at this point. We should, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, yes. well, thank you. Thank you for your leadership in this. So I hope the council is hearing what you're asking in advance of uh, budget next year. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can work together and move this uh, forward. Definitely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. You can contact me anytime. My information's up here. I also have an open door policy. Anyone who wants to come tour the fleet facilities, you're welcome to do that. Uh, a lot of cool stuff we can show you uh, anytime you'd like. Thank you.